This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is going on, Bardown Breakdown, episode 178, and we're joined by our homie Tay from the fantastic Canadian band Like Pacific. Tay, what's going on, brother? How's it going, guys? Thanks uh, for having me back. It's been a while. and It uh, has been a while. Back. <laughs> Just like a whole <laughs> album has released and you've supported that album already and it's almost <laughs> coming up on a year, so that's showing how long it's been since we've had Tay on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while, but uh, good to be back. Thanks. So I have a question. Very Canadian question. What? <laughs> okay. What's up with the three-way stop up in Bowmanville? The three-way stop up in Bowmanville. <laughs> Is that in your neck of the woods? It's not in my neck of the no. woods, but uh, maybe I'm not Canadian enough. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's a song from our buddies in the crease rule. They're from, uh, they're from all over the place, but I think Kyle's from Muskoka uh the rest some one of the dudes is from Sudbury I think okay and, so all uh, over the place yeah all over the place they're all over Ontario but uh but yeah they wrote a they wrote a they wrote a song about a three-way stop being put up in Bowmanville and how it <laughs> turned the whole town upside down and they, they actually got on the news about it they were asked about their like political stance he's just like I was like playing fucking punk rock dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey music uh makes a difference you know that's, yeah. that's what it's all about so yeah, the three-way stop has actually been pulled down to be replaced by a roundabout. Wow, I love roundabouts. Hey. I'm not gonna lie, I, I'm a, a strong believer in a roundabout. They don't work in Florida. No, no. Why people there's, just don't there's know how no to do yield. Them? There's no yield. People don't yield to anything in Florida. <laughs> people yeah. just go right That's over the. Right? They just, they just go just like right over it. the, the <laughs> roundabout. <laughs> that does sound very. This is like a Duke's a hazard type of thing. <laughs> Too yeah, sad. they're popping up more in Canada now too. I'm, I'm, I don't mind them. They're, they're good. I think they do their, their, their job. You know. Yeah, especially like rush hour, man. It's, it's pretty sweet rather than a red light. Three way stops are scary. I have been to a few of those, and they are <laughs> pretty scary. But this is going out to the, the traffic yeah, controllers <laughs> of of Ontario. Get your shit together. Put around. <laughs> We're exactly. not going to talk anymore. Uh, <laughs> civil engineering. <laughs> so, uh, Tay, let, let, let's just dive right into it. You guys are about to hit the road in a couple of days or when this drops in actually just a day. So, yeah. Tell us uh, about that tour that you guys got going on with the Dangerous Summer. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's coming up quick. Um, it's with uh, my kid brother, uh, Lake Pacific, us, and the, the Dangerous Summer. And uh, it's our first full U.S. tour back since the pandemic, um, which obviously was tough for everyone. Uh, 
including musicians. So um, it's good to be good to be back on the road and um, to be playing with cool bands. And uh, I think we're hitting a lot of spots that we haven't in a long time, even um, pre-pandemic. So yeah, we're really excited to to get back out there. Hell yeah! So I guess did you guys like have a relationship with the Danger Summer before, or like did? their booking agents just kind of reach out to you? How did that whole process go down? I think they kind of just reached out. Um, we, I'm sure we were both familiar with each other. Um, I know back, like back in high school, like me and my friends, um, my, shout out my friend, Riley. He, he loves the dangerous summer. Like <laughs> they're his favorite band. So um, I knew of them and I knew their songs. And uh, um, I think to be honest, I, I think they posted a thing saying, Hey, who should we tour with? Like a while ago, and I think I was being a little bratty, and I, I commented on it, like, "Hey, maybe us," kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if they saw that or not, or if that was just you know lost in the comment section. But um, yeah, their their booking agents uh, reached out to us, and and we thought it was a good idea, and uh, yeah, that's how it happened. <laughs> I'm gonna say I think I've seen I've seen that I've heard and seen that story a lot where. Um, bands just kind of just shoot their shot like wh- like what's what's the worst that's going to happen type of deal yeah. and, and it actually ends up working so much in their favor where they actually get chosen to like like just be brought on like such a phenomenal tour um i think one of the the last bands we were talking to was um not on the podcast but just uh one of the last shows i played was with dragged under and they just got put onto a phenomenal show too just because they were just like we don't want to be on that tour but put us on it. I bet you won't. And they just got put on it. They just commented on a post and they got put on the tour. I was like, that's ballsy, but go for it. That's like miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, man. Exactly. Yeah. Why not? Right. What's the worst that can happen? Right. Um, if it works out in your favor, then there you go. That's all. Mm -hmm. That's all you need. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I have no idea if they did or not, but (laughs) I'm going to believe that they did. I'm going to say that that, that's, that's what happened. So all you young musicians out there, just comment on all those posts and say, yeah, you know, let us go out on tour with you. It's going to happen, right? Because it happened for like Pacific. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Believe in a little magic, right? That's, that's, uh, that's what we need. (laughs) I love Especially after the last two years. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm not too familiar with my kid brother, so I got to check that out. Are they kind of in that same realm as you guys in Dangerous Summer? Uh, I think I think they're more in the Dangerous Summer's realm. I mean, I like I think we're kind of going to be the oddball a little bit on that tour. Um, we're kind of more on like the the heavier side of you know the pop punk um, genre, whatever you want to call us. Um, so we might be playing a couple songs that are more of our like rocky stuff um we'll see how it goes um i hope uh all the crowds are gonna dig it no matter what but we'll see (laughs) but yeah i think i think they're more of the uh the pop side of pop punk okay i gotta check them out so are you telling me that you guys are leaving it in like a week and you haven't polished out the set list yet well we we have a general idea um we so Actually, our um, it's basically me and Jordan um, from the main lineup that are going on this tour. Um, we have um, our friends Aiden, John, and Cole uh, helping us out on guitar and bass. Um, uh, Luke, Greg, and Brad all got married this summer. Um, so shout out to them and congrats to them. Um, but they're all kind of uh, busy and you know paying for all those things and going on honeymoons and stuff. So. Um, we're we're still doing the tour, but we're we're getting some help from our friends. So uh, we are still we're working out the set list, um, and it's great. Um, but yeah, we might play maybe not the, the the really heavy songs. I mean, none of our songs are super heavy, but you know, um, yeah, we might play some of the popular ones for this tour. Love that. So. Yeah. I'm 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 not gonna put pressure on you guys on, for this one, but are you guys gonna be playing anything off of like distant like you asked? Uh yeah, we'll probably play a couple. I think I mean we have to play distant. Um mm-hmm. I think we'll probably get like booed off stage if we don't. Um <laughs> but uh I think we'll probably play distant and maybe Richmond. Mm-hmm. Um but uh 
yeah, probably not too many. Um, but yeah, I'll only believe you off mix. stage if you don't play self defeated. Okay, yeah, we'll play. <laughs> we'll play. play. Just <laughs> you. Just you. <laughs> no, I think that's one. That's one of the ones. That's one of the ones. This for sure. e- easily, like, I mean, I've I've been a fan of Like Pacific since God, probably 2013. At this point, like, I think Chin Up Hogan was the first song I've ever heard from Like Pacific, and. <laughs> And yeah, I've yeah. just been hooked ever since. And and especially like, you know, with with like Distant Like You Asked was a completely like you just redefined the entire genre of of this like heavier pop punk style and then um into in spite of me and then you know with the latest release of Control My Sanity, it's just been like give me another. I'm so excited for everything that you guys are doing right now. It's been absolutely insane to hear you guys grow over the last like ten years. Well, thank you. Yeah, we appreciate that a lot. Um, we're trying. We're trying to to you know um, keep it fresh and keep making cool music and stuff that we like and stuff that we hope everyone else will like as well. Um, but yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, the last record uh, kind of came out at an interesting time, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, things it, things were just opening up again when it when it first came out. We played like our first big show back and there was, uh, it was at the opera house in Toronto. It was like thousand, thousand cap. So it was like a big, big return. It was cool. And then I think a week or two later, they shut everything down again. (laughs) And we were like, great, great. This is, uh, this is right after we came back. So, but at least you got one in, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One good one in one good one. Yeah. And then, uh, so we, we haven't really had much uh, chance to you know play these new songs, um, but uh, we did that uh, short tour in in the summer um, as kind of a little refresher, and uh, yeah, we're stoked to play play the new songs. Um, we really like the new songs, and uh, yeah, obviously sprinkle some old ones in. So I, I I'm just looking at the the tour flyer, and you know. Being from Canada could be a little tough, especially where a tour starts and where it finishes. Like, you know, you, you can end up in Southern California and have to make, you know, that could be the last day of your tour and then make that drive all the way back to Toronto and be like two days straight. So, like, it, it looks like at least whoever routed this tour didn't like totally screw you guys over. Like, starting in Denver and ending in Chicago is not like the worst places yeah. that have to start and end. Yeah, it definitely could be worse. Um we yeah, so it'll probably be like a 30 hour drive to Colorado. Um it's, you know, it's okay. Uh and then yeah, Chicago is just like a day trip, um a long day trip, but it'll be fine. Um we've done, we've the census fail tour we did a few years ago. I think it started in San Diego, so that was oh. a little rough. Yeah. Um, that was I think we took 4 days to get there just to make sure we were we were there and have enough time, um, a lot of back roads on that drive. Uh, that was that was the time I was driving. I think like three a.m. Um, for some reason we were like on a one lane like cornfield road. I don't know why <laughs> the GPS must have took us astray. And uh, this this barn owl. I never knew that barn owls could be this big but it was like the entire windshield and it just looked me dead in the eyes and just smoked the windshield. And, uh, I was like, what's going on here? It's three in the morning. I was scared. It was like a horror movie, like jump scare. Um, I believe I like to believe that it's okay. Cause it went up, it flew up. <laughs> so I'm hoping I, I believe it's okay. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was the longest, um, we've had to, to go to start a tour with in San Diego and just, awful back roads and in cornfields but yeah denver is uh not as bad so that's good this time <laughs> so like how did, no you, how did you guys attack that did you did you come through and just drive through the states or did you drive through canada and just go down through the states on like the central or the west coast i think we i think we uh entered the states like in windsor or detroit i think yeah um uh i believe so yeah so we kind of just cut through a little bit through Ontario and just went through. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's a hard one to kind of like figure out when you're going like not just cross country, but just like cross the continent almost. Literally cross continent. (laughs) Yeah. It's that, that was a, that was a rough one, but uh, 
Hey, we made it. That's all that matters. So. <laughs> hopefully, no owls were hurt in the process. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're crossing our fingers here. We think it's okay. <laughs> Perfect. And then, like the the timing of this tour too is pretty sweet because you you knock on wood probably won't experience terrible weather. Which, you know, there's so many horror stories of bands hitting the road in the winter time and you know it, it seems like you guys should be pretty pretty safe of that and then you guys just had like canadian thanksgiving yesterday is that yeah true? i think it's technically today um, oh, technically, but, today? Uh, technically today but yeah everyone kind of does it on a sunday so yeah it's thanksgiving weekend uh it's a holiday today um yeah it's uh th- this tour is kind of it's it's later in the fall than normal i feel um because every other tour we've done in the fall, it's been like September, October, and we're always away for Thanksgiving, or like our fake Thanksgiving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and uh, so it's cool. It's cool we get to to be home this weekend and then kind of hit the road right after. But because it, it looks like the tour wraps up like right around American Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like I don't even know what day the thanks are. I think it's the twenty seventh actually this year. Is it the twenty seventh? I think so. I think I, I think we end uh, like on the twenty seventh too. It's so, like the last Thursday of November, I think. So it's the twenty fourth. So you guys okay. will be, you know, in I guess making your way to Ohio. Back, yeah, back down from Toronto for American Thanksgiving. Fair enough. That'll be great. Yeah, we're we have to like cross, come back to Toronto, and then cross again. <laughs> To go yeah. to, I think two two more shows at the end there. But, yeah, it, yeah. Is that like a, is that typically like like a pain in the ass for like border like uh like border crossing? It's it's uh it's a little bit of a hassle. Yeah. Um. Funnily enough, they when we were coming back to Canada on our last tour, yeah. they like searched our entire van and trailer and made us like they ripped open all of our bags and everything. We're like, we're from here, man. Like, what's going on? Um. And of course, nothing was wrong. And, you know, they were just like, okay, cool. See you later. And uh, just a big waste of time. But um, <laughs> you always cross your fingers when you're going across that it's fine. But yeah. So how, did, how does that work, though? Like he mentioned how, you you, you know, you're going to do most of the states and then play that show in Toronto and then go back to the states. So like when you go over before that Toronto date, I'm guessing they're going to want to like see your inventory of like how many shirts you sold on that run and like are they gonna like really bust your chops then and then do it again when you leave for just two dates yeah i mean like they could um you hope they don't um i don't know if they check like fully inventory but uh, i think it's kind of one of those things where if you have canadian merch or american merch and where you sell it and kind of stuff like that so um yeah, I don't, it, it all depends on who you get and how they're feeling that day. Is, how, how they're feeling that day. Yeah, um, usually people are cool, um, but you never know. Yeah, hopefully they got the Thanksgiving spirit in them. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, good, good day to do it for sure. Come on, guys! It's Thanksgiving. Let's let us go. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Th- there's one really special date of this tour, and that's November eighth, where you guys are going to be hitting Orlando, Florida, and our homie Justin in the top right is in the band Out of Time, which is your local support. So super excited that they were able to to get on that show. I know that they were eyeing it and, you know, <laughs> circling it, and we're like, oh, I hope we can get on this one, and it, it worked out. So uh, The minute it was announced, <laughs> the minute it was announced, it was I was just on it. I was just like, hey, like, if you guys need a local support, like, throw us on, and then, like, a week later, they're just like, "Yeah, do you want to do it?" Or like, "Yeah, it was the whole email I sent you." <laughs> Typed out this whole email detailing everything, and they're like, "Yeah, you want to do it?" Yeah, of course I want to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's so awesome, man. It's cool to like virtually meet you here uh, before <laughs> before we do it, and it's always cool to have like homies open the show and in different different cities, and and uh, you know, have people that actually live in those cities play the show. It's like it's kind of a it's a cool thing. It's a big deal, and uh, yeah. Glad, glad you guys could get on it. That's cool. Yeah, yeah it's gonna, and it, it will be the two odd ones out playing actual like pop punk. 
<laughs> right there you go yeah so it, it'll it'll make us make us feel a little bit better <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and orlando is just popping off right now you know that's where we had our all-day festival back in june we you know I'm, i live in charlotte north carolina i was like you know what orlando's popping off that's where we need to have it so that's actually where we had bar down break fest for year one and uh i, I think that show is going to be just sick and you know, I, I do want to kind of talk about that, you know, with local support, because it, it's such an important part, especially for touring bands to have solid local support that has their scene like come out and support as well. Like mm -hmm. are, are in in your touring you know, experience, have you come across like just local bands that maybe aren't like known names that like literally like the room goes crazy for and you're like, yo, this is sick yeah yeah that happens every once in a while and it's like you can tell that you know like you said they bring this the scene out right it's like maybe people that wouldn't normally know our band or or whoever's on tour and uh it brings the people that just love to go to shows mm -hmm. out to the show and it's it is very important and it's uh it's cool when that happens and it's cool to see people go off for like you know the, the opener and then i mean you hope people stick around and you hope people like the other bands on the tour as well um that energy yeah, so high yeah yeah exactly and that's kind of like i think that's kind of a stepping stone on, on what you need to do as a band right you need to like start playing shows in your city be like the band in that city that brings people out every show and and that's kind of like a little proving ground like stepping stone thing to do and um it's it definitely shows you can you can tell when when you're playing with that band from that city you know so yeah it's cool and it, it definitely helps a lot it helps it helps the shows run smoothly for sure so i was gonna bring that up because we we just had um dougie from bearings on um that episode actually goes live tomorrow but um it, it's just cool seeing seeing the amount of bands that have come out of just ontario in general over the past 10 years has just been astounding um and just seeing kind of like the camaraderie between all the bands too is is just really cool to see. I mean, um, I, I I like to laugh. I was like, I opened a, for Seaway in a living room down here in Orlando, um, <laughs> and just seeing where they've gone is is incredible. But like Ontario has just produced so much amazing music over you know the last 10, 15 years. Um, you know whether it's you know we were Sharks, Cold Front, you know like Pacific Bearings uh seaway i can fucking go on forever on this one but <laughs> yeah. it, it's it in like you said like you, you have to be that band coming out of your city but it's so funny seeing how all these bands were that band coming out of like the toronto metropolitan and suburbs area like yeah for sure it, out of that so i mean for like pacific i was kind of i joined a little bit when they were already on the upswing so yeah i didn't i didn't catch those early uh chin up hogan days as you said earlier <laughs> uh, <laughs> you you knew the band before i did i'm not gonna lie <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but yeah it's it's so cool that uh like there's so many ontario bands that are just really good and uh we'll add rarity to, to that list there yeah that's another, oh yeah another great ontario band and uh yeah it, even in like the 2000s like it, there were so many bands and it's i think it's because there's so many little suburb towns in ontario mm -hmm. that are still like close enough to toronto but you can be that band in, in those, that city in that city and then um it's kind of just everyone comes together in a melting pot in toronto and you know uh, not everyone is from downtown toronto yeah. but you know we say we're, we're from toronto so it's uh just like how yeah, every band it, says they're from Chicago, but they're not really from yeah, Chicago. <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly. Or so. Naperville or any of those weird towns on the outskirts. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, it's like, I think every it's cool. All of those bands, like, were that band, and, and now everyone kind of come up together, and it's cool that we've all played together, we've all toured together, and, like, everyone's cool, everyone's nice, everyone gets along, and it's uh, that's what you want in, like, your scene right mm -hmm. um so yeah it's been cool i don't know what was like brewing in the waters um but yeah a lot of people like music out here and uh it's it's cool yeah i, I truly 
you know, and we kind of talked about this with, with Dougie. I, I, I truly think it's the just killer producers you guys had right in your backyard. And, you know, it, Anton DeLoft, and I'm going to butcher his last name. So you want to help me out? Sam Viana. <laughs> yeah. Sam? Are you talking yeah. about Sam? Yeah. Sam yeah. Viana, yeah. I think. Yep, yeah. exactly. So, like, having those two guys right in your backyard just putting out all of that music, I'm sure – helped get a lot of you guys like on the radar pretty quick because it was just such a polished recording. And I, I, I do think that makes a huge difference this day and age. Yeah, definitely. They're both like um, amazing producers and songwriters and mixers. Yeah. They, they kind of do it all. And uh, yeah, they, I know they've worked with a lot of the bands that we've mentioned and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of, it, it gives it this professional sound even when you're just starting out. Right. So it does make a huge difference. And yeah, yeah. Shout out to those guys. Cause the, they're, they're, they're great. And I think they both moved to the States now, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. But, yeah. Uh, we talked about that. And Anton's like, in Nashville and Sam's in LA, I think. You know, yeah. So yeah. Good for them. Um, they're killing it. Um, we'll, uh, we'll shout out Derek Hoffman too. He's another one of those guys in Toronto. Um, I think he's doing more of like, uh pop and rock stuff now but he's he's amazing and he he also helped a lot of a lot of these bands um in the beginning as well um but it, it does make a huge difference for sure mm-hmm. hell yeah and before we move on from the tour conversation i just want to give a quick shout out to off guard which will be your local support on long island you know that's my old stomping grounds and that that amh is a truly a special place to me and when I was going to shows, it was called VP South. And it was just, you know, having that 10, 15 minutes away from my house was such an important part of my, you know, my early scene days, I guess you can call it. Like, you know, when I was really developing into the, the type of music that I, you know, to this day still is so important to me. And uh, I, I'm, I'm seeing like, and I'm picturing the dangerous summer and you guys playing there. Have you ever played there, by the way? We played there a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so a great like, venue. It's a great it's, venue, and it's, it's the just, spot. It's the spot, yeah. and like, I'm just picturing the chaos that that room is going to be like that night because, it, you know, it's not the biggest room in the, in in the country, but it's like the way the the layout is. Like, they definitely get way more people into that place than probably you should. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah. and where that like comes out too they do and I, I i'm just picturing how crazy that night is going to be and i think that's going to be one of your favorites of the tour i don't doubt it yeah i'm i'm looking forward to that one um we always love playing there Pe- people do come out and uh people kind of go crazy and it's cool it's cool to see um hopefully this one's the same uh we, we played there with um with four years strong actually a few years oh my ago God. and that was yeah that was, that was not wild probably. <laughs> was that the was yeah. that the riser die trying tour yeah yeah um i'm pretty yeah i'm pretty sure that was it yeah yeah i think you guys did like um, three nights in orlando for that one too i feel like it was like two or remember. three nights in orlando could have been could have been it, yeah, it, it was because we went to see a movie. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> we, we, we went, we, we played Sound Bar. Is that what it's called now? Yeah, I think. Yeah, we played in that venue two nights in a row. Yeah, I remember that. That was that was really fun. Um, that was there was the biggest. Um, what do you call them? Like the flying cockroach bug. Oh, the palmetto thing. bugs. Yeah, the the biggest one I've ever seen in my life was in the the green room there, <laughs> and I was like, someone's got to do something about this. Yeah, and their shows so, are great. They're so fast, man. Like, yeah, they fly. It, yeah, they're awful. Like, I, <laughs> I didn't know what those were until I moved to the south. And the first time I saw one, I almost peed my pants. Like, because <laughs> yeah. they're, and, and it, they, you know, obviously they come out at nighttime. So I lived in like the south end part of Charlotte when I first moved here, which was kind of like the city. And I remember just like walking my dog. And like hundreds of them come out of like the sewers and stuff, and they're just like running down the streets, and it's just, yeah, it's it's awful. It's I would have moved back immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do I, that. 
I actually work like uh, like five minutes away from from Soundbar. Like I could literally, what used to be a Soundbar, I can literally throw a rock at it from where I work. And uh, I it was the probably if you guys went to go see a movie theater, it was probably that movie theater right there downtown. Um, yeah. But there was a palmetto bug right in front of the movie theater, just dragging like a half slice of pizza away. <laughs> Like like that rat in New York, about the size of the rat in New York too, just dragging yeah. that thing away. And I was just like, "Oof, now I gotta get to work. I'm not I'm not dealing with this right now." Yeah, I I can't, I can't be seeing that. <laughs> can't do it. Yeah, you you guys don't really get like crazy rodents and stuff like that up in Canada. I'm sure maybe in like downtown Toronto, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's like cockroaches and stuff, but there's not. I don't think we have flying cockroaches or or those <laughs> those kind of bugs. Um, but yeah, we get. I mean, we got raccoons. That's that's the uh, the bad thing in Toronto. <laughs> They're cute, but uh, they'll be in your trash. So oh, very yeah. quickly, or yeah, skunks. Yeah, lots of skunks. I almost got sprayed by a skunk on a run like two weeks two weeks ago. I was Ooh. like, it did. You know, it did the whole like stutter step thing where yeah. it takes you out. Yeah, I almost I was almost done for. <laughs> <laughs> you're not getting back into the van after you get hit by a skunk. No, nope. you're you're getting hosed off at one of those like gas station uh showers or something and, someone's and buying, probably going home. <laughs> someone's <laughs> yeah. buying tomato paste or whatever it is you gotta put on and just bathe you in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that would not be fun. <laughs> oh man. Well, I definitely want to continue this conversation in uh, just a moment. But before we do that, I, I want to tell us about our quick uh, sponsor, DraftKings. So hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot in the even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Perfect. <laughs> so, Tay, um, you know, since we we mentioned some NHL action in in the ad, um, just curious, how, how are you feeling as a Maple Leafs fan these days? Um, well, it was it was another year of being extremely disappointed <laughs> in uh, the first round of the playoffs. Um, we have a good team though. So we just gotta, you know, we gotta get it going and we gotta just see it through. We gotta finish games. I think that's, that's what we need to do. So I'm hopeful, but I'm never too hopeful. You know, <laughs> it's just so funny how optimistic you guys are. Cause like, like we've mentioned a few times already, like we just talked with Dougie, who's also a Maple Leafs fan mm-hmm. and he's like totally like, cool with it and like me as an islander fan if we're going on like six or seven years of first round exits i'd be like fire him fire him barzell's trash like i would be going off the deep end and it just seems like you guys like no we're gonna get back into it we're we're okay we're we're you know it's it's not that bad we have a really good team and i i I don't know if that's how every Maple Maple Leaf fan feels, or if you're like the rational ones. It's just kind of, I guess, kind of nice to see. But at the same time, I, I don't think I would be like that. Fair enough. No, I feel like if you like tune into uh, like Toronto like Leafs talk radio and stuff like that, people calling in, they they get very passionate. Well, that's how I'll say it. They get passionate, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I feel like it's it's. You, what, what can you do, right? Like, you kind of got to be like, well, uh, <laughs> it happened nice again. Year. There's always next year. Yeah, there's not really much that's in our control. So I always try to, like, take a positive look and and hope for hope for next year. Um, but, yeah, it, it's definitely uh, – it's draining it to, to be a Leafs fan in the playoffs for sure because you're like, they made it. They're, you know, 
one of the top top teams in the league most years, right? Most of the last yeah. few years in the standings. And then, you know, first round. And they've been up in the first round. That's what's so frustrating. It's like you had you had it and, and you let it slip away. And that, the same thing happened with the Jays. I don't know if you guys follow baseball, but like two days ago, uh, Jays were in the wild card series. They lost the first game. They were playing the second game. They were winning 8-1. And they lost ten nine. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, was your whole bullpen out? Uh, basically, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like they they used they used everything and uh, and everyone, and it was it was rough. It was rough. So I think Toronto might just be a little bit cursed, tiny bit. Um, but I think we're right. Didn't the Raptors? Yeah, win we, not too long ago. The, the Raptors won in twenty nineteen, I believe. So that yeah. that was pretty cool. That was cool. The city went absolutely you know bonkers when that happened yeah yeah it was it was cool um but if if the leafs won i oh think gosh. it would be just be like oh, the vancouver man. riots but for a good thing yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i think i think this, the city would be bombed or something like just out of excitement just like for the leafs so yeah that would be that would be nuts um but yeah i don't know i i'm hopeful i'm hopeful that this year at, at least get out of the first round that's I feel like people would still be annoyed if they lost after that, but it's kind of like we need something. We need one a step up, you know. I was and, laughing because my um my friend is a is a really big Capitals fan, and there was you know a period of time where they first round or second round they would just get knocked out every single time, and I was laughing because I I kept telling him I was like, man, you you're gonna have some angry fans, like totally just distraught fans if you guys get knocked out again. And Verizon Center was doing uh, yoga in the morning for fans to just go and just like <laughs> relax, just to chill out for a little bit, just a free yeah. yoga session for all the fans. Just to be like, just come out, relax yourself, center mm-hmm. yourself. Uh, please don't, don't riot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please, please keep calm. That's a good idea, actually. I think we might need that for sure. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, especially or... with the Blue Jays and the Leafs. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Or you could try to convince Barry Trotz to go to Toronto because that that's what the Capitals needed. They needed a system. And, you know, unfortunately, Ovi didn't put up crazy numbers under Trotz, but it got them the cup. And it, it seems actually now that you make that comparable, it, it is very similar to what you see in Toronto. Like they could put up six, seven goals a night and then mm-hmm. still sometimes lose those games. It's because they're... Yeah so offensively minded and they you know when once you especially get to the playoffs and it's the game's a little more physical and they're you know all all the all four lines are running like that's another mm-hmm. thing that's so important in the playoffs is having four lines that you can trust in any situation and yeah. Toronto is very top heavy like it, it it is what it is like you got you know most of your salary cap in like four or five players, mm-hmm. which yeah. definitely is tough. It's true. And especially in the playoffs when everyone's playing shutdown, right? It's like, it's it, it, like you said, it's more physical. It's not, it's not a speed game anymore. For some reason it just switches after the whole season. It just switches to that. And uh, that doesn't benefit the Toronto for sure. Um, mm-hmm. uh, especially, yeah. When you got your top scores, um, if you shut down that, that those two lines really, yeah, um, yeah. It, it's a tough, it's a tough game. Um, I, it's the last couple of years, it's been like, oh, well, Matthews and Marner didn't score at all. And it's like this time they actually were, I believe. And it was still like, still <laughs> didn't pull it off, you know, but yeah, it, it's tough. But it's, yeah, especially as a former goalie, it's like playing, we need a system here. We need, we need something. We need to not just be going for goals at all times, just all offense, because I, as, as a goalie watching it, I'm like, man, I'd be, I'd be ticked off on that play or that play. Cause it's, we're giving up two on ones and, you know, breakaways and stuff all the time. It's, it's not how you're going to win hockey games for sure. Nope. It isn't. And, and the goalie situation's been definitely questionable the last, at least like four years. Like, you know, your, your one, two combos, aren't necessarily like household names. They're kind of 
names that they, they kind of developed themselves with the Maple Leafs and, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, getting rid of Soupy or Campbell, like, I, I feel like he was finally the, the guy. <laughs> and now it's like, it, it seems like your GM, Dubas, is just willing to kind of put any warm, warm body in net and willing to kind of take like the league minimum to make up for the salary that he's given to everyone else. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're probably right about that. Yeah, um, we got we got Matt Murray and uh, yeah, Samsonov. Yeah, it, that's the thing, right? It changes like every year. It's like, what are it we does. doing? Um, I mean, we had Freddie uh, for what three years, um, uh, and that was like pretty solid, um, but it still wasn't like, you know, we didn't have like a household like this is the goalie. Yeah. And uh, yeah, now it seems like we got two pretty good goalies. Who's the number one? We I don't know. We don't know yet. So it, yeah, it's it's a bit of a shaky, like unsettling feeling to to do that every, like every single year. So yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, one of them kind of stands out. It is funny too because I remember I think I was at I was at the draft when Samsonov got drafted, um, and he was supposed to be this like huge prospect for. I think it was he got drafted to the Capitals. He's supposed to be this huge prospect for the Capitals, and he just did not produce. And they were just like, "All right, we got to move on." Um, yeah. So it, it's it'll be interesting seeing how he does um, for Toronto because I think he was actually doing like fairly well when he was playing overseas. But I guess he's I don't know what's going on. Either the Capitals couldn't develop him, or I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, like like. Let's see if he's good at breakaways. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe he'll do good in Toronto. We'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm wishing them the, both the best. Uh, which and it's 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 weird. We talk about systems and stuff like that. It's like we had Babcock, and that was like such a huge, a huge deal. And then it was like, well, that didn't work either. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what what we need here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that like Matt Martin had like a players only meeting and was basically like, yo, Babcock, Babcock needs to go. Like the way, especially he was talking to like some of the younger superstars, like Matthews and Marner, like apparently Matt Martin was the guy that kind of stepped up and made that whole like system, like kind of come apart and get him out of there. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I believe that I, I think it's tough, right? We're, we're, we're in a new kind of age here where, um, you know, being, being a dick isn't always how you get the best results. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, like back, back when I played, um, I remember like, I didn't, I didn't respond to that very well. Um, so I get it as like the younger guys, uh, they're not going to kind of take that very well. And it's, so yeah, we have a, like a younger coach now and it's, uh, hopefully it's a better, like, environment i i think it's, it's it seems like it's been better um but yeah we you still need a system you still need to have some sort of discipline maybe not to the extent of babcock but <laughs> yeah we need something <laughs> touche so kind of random um you know being in the toronto area do you catch any toronto marley's games i've been to a few i haven't been in a few years to be honest um but yeah um Last time I went, I was still playing actually. So this might have been like five years ago, six years ago. Um, and we went as a team. And uh, uh, Curtis Joseph's son played on my team for for that year. So oh, he sick. came to the game, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of cool. He's he's like from around here, and uh, I, it's weird because I like looked up to him. Like I had his poster <laughs> on my wall back <laughs> when I was younger. So it was kind of weird. But uh, yeah, he he came then. I was cool and we watched the game and um i remember we went back uh to the dressing room and we met colton Orr, i believe Sweet. and everyone was taking selfies with him and that was cool and um yeah that was a cool game it was it's was, it was cool to see the marley it's cool to see the, the younger guys and, and who's kind of gonna come up stuff like that does the city of toronto come out and support that much or is attendance pretty like standard for like the ahl uh I'm not sure. I think it might be like more so than like 
in the middle of nowhere type AHL team. I, I believe it's probably more than a normal, but I think it's fairly easy to get tickets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt it if it was, you know, packed more than a normal AHL team. So like more than the Coyotes? <laughs> <laughs> probably slightly more, slightly more. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I, I, for some reason, I always gravitate towards the AHL. Like, obviously, I'm a huge Islander fan and love the NHL. But something about the AHL and like just how gritty and like underdog it is. I just love that league so much. And I, I'm lucky that Charlotte has an AHL team so I can go whenever I want. And I, I do go to a lot of games. I just I can't become a Charlotte Checkers fan. It's just like I tried one year. I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to just, you know, this is my hometown. That It's not in the same league as the Islanders. I'll try to be a Checkers fan. And it just felt so fake. Like I couldn't even fake it. It was so weird. But I, I just really? enjoy going. Like, yeah. Not necessarily rooting for the teams, but like just going and experiencing it. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, respect, uh, respect for you, like not even being able, like you're like, your skin is like not even letting you like, yeah, checkers fan. Bleeds orange. Yeah, yeah, that's that's amazing. Um, that's sick though. Yeah, is it? What's the attendance like there? When you it's did pretty that? good. It, it's actually really good for the AHL. I think it's like probably averages around seven or eight thousand a game. Which okay, yeah. You know, Friday and Saturday night games are packed, but mm-hmm. their Tuesday and Wednesday night games are pretty much empty. So like that brings down their overall attendance, but weekend yeah. games. And like when they were in the Calder finals, I went to the, a few of those games and sold out. Like it was sick, like so Wait. loud. Just yeah, people were into it. And it's and cool. It's in interesting. A, a to hear, market. Yeah. It, it's interesting to hear like where in places that you wouldn't normally think there's hockey fans. Like if, if people are, are, you know, stoked on hockey and stuff like that. So that's cool. And for a while, it made a lot of sense because the Charlotte Checkers were the affiliate for the Carolina Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. So, like, when they won that Calder Cup that year, that was the Hurricanes team, really. Right. So, like, yeah. Ned, Ned, the, the goalie Ned, I forget how to say his name, but he's in the NHL now. He was with Detroit last year. Like, he was the goalie for the Checkers, and then the next year was on the Hurricanes. Like, that's cool because that's how you – grow the fan base in your state like people who are two and a half hours away and can't get to raleigh as often at least Mm -hmm. they can go and root for the kids when they're you know in the minors and watch them make it to the nhl and like the ahl the ahl is so community focused that these guys are out and about doing like school events doing doing like bar and pizza place events where like the, the players will literally go and like serve the fans that night and be like the waiters and, and the wait staff. Like that's how involved the AHL is. Right. So yeah. it, it definitely builds that for when they make it to the NHL. For sure. That's cool. To, that's cool to see. I, I, I like when, uh, when teams definitely get involved in the, in the community, it's always cool to see, but yeah, it's, it's cool that in Carolina people are digging hockey. Like that's, I don't know. That's it's cool to see. It's cool to see like in the south for sure. I remember back in the day, like teams from Florida would like come up to our tournaments and just cream everyone because they probably had, you know, the whole state was like put together on like one team. So they were amazing, <laughs> which is <laughs> hilarious. But you're like, do people even play hockey in Florida? Like what's going on here? It's but surprising, apparently. honestly. Um, Cause there's, so like I I mean I went to school in Miami and there were roller hockey and ice hockey leagues and teams in high schools throughout Miami and I was I was like that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen coming from the most southern state like and the Panthers weren't a good team you know we had gone to the the Stanley Cup and we got decimated by the Avalanche and that was it um but you know seeing hockey grow and and especially like now like I have friends in beer leagues and you know, we go out to their games and we just pound a couple beers back, watch them play some hockey. Um, it's just really cool. But uh, I wish I had the same experience Mikey had in Orlando, but we have an ECHL team. Um, and I'm not the biggest fan of them anymore because they slapped us with a cease and desist. <laughs> oh, really? 
Yeah. We um we had uh we had this design for so long. It was uh because our our ECHL team are the solar bears, so we did like a such like a, a sick logo too. We did like a, a mock-up logo, like a, a completely different of like their old, old like um logo. And um we had it for like five years. And uh, we we were doing we were doing hockey jerseys for for a pre order for um, our album that came out uh, this year, and um, immediately they just we just got a letter from the ECHL saying yeah you can't use that anymore, and I was just like first of all no one in Orlando knows who you are, we've promoted you guys more because people are like oh what's that what's that logo from oh it's from our hockey team we have a hockey team in Orlando yeah they're bogo seats right now go to the game. <laughs> You get like ten dollar tickets for those games. True. Yeah, they should have been like thanking you. Yeah, but now we're Everblades fans, so <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That'll show them. <laughs> yeah, I'll show them. We'll root for their nemesis rival. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of crazy when you think of how many bands have done like the hockey ripoffs. Like pretty much every band has like a version of their logo, like ripping off their hockey team. Like four year strong, newfound uh, glory, newfound glory, misery signals. Like all of them have done it, and yeah. then for them to come, <laughs> and like they didn't get it from the NHL. We're talking two leagues down, and the ECHL is coming. Yeah. Out. This is just like, come so on, funny. guys. This is not where we need to be spending our time. <laughs> yeah, I printed. I printed it out. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna frame it with the album and just like put it up on my wall. Just to be like, this is an official document from the ECHL telling me to stop using their shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's funny you mentioned uh, Misery Signals because I was cleaning out my closet the other day and I found um, like the Milwaukee Bucks uh, basketball jersey that like the Misery Signals uh, version of it. Ripped. I was like, first of all, I never wore this. I was not a basketball jersey kind of guy. What, what, what was I thinking? But also, I was like, it's exactly the same, and I'm surprised that they didn't, you know, get anything <laughs> happen to them, which is, well, it's just hilarious. Yeah, everyone used to do that. And I'm, I'm not trying to poo-poo on out of time because I obviously love out of time so much. But like, I'm sure Misery Signals probably sold way more of those football <laughs> basketball jerseys than you guys did. Oh, we 100. percent I think we had like 20 jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, whatever. We're 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 uh, what's it? The Iceman, Jacksonville Iceman. Yeah, yeah, it was Iceman. Now, no, yeah. I can't be an Iceman fan. Well, I can, and I can't because they had that player that uh, that did the the racial sign to Subban's oh, brother. Yeah, that that was like this past year. I, it was yeah. this past year. They immediately rejected it, like removed him from the team. They're like, yeah, he's not playing on this team anymore. But I'm just like, that ah, just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Fucking love yeah. the Subans. It's unfortunate, man. That that shit is still happening all the time. And you know, you see it a lot in the highly competitive leagues in Canada that it's still happening. And it's just like, geez, they gotta clean up hockey Canada for sure. Yeah. It's will shit hockey leagues. Yeah. Big time. I don't it's crazy that in twenty twenty two, like we're still having stuff these like issues. That's, uh, yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah. Unbelievable. But you know, to to be on uh, some lighter notes, um, I'm I'm just curious. You know, there's not too much hockey pop culture, and being in Canada, you probably were just born into into the hockey world. But like, if you're thinking about the Mighty Ducks, Goon, Slapshot, like Letterkenny, like which which of those like hockey pop culture references are are your favorite? Um. I mean, I definitely grew up on on the Mighty Ducks. Um, interesting enough, like Miracle was like a huge hockey movie back in yep. the day. Obviously, it wasn't you know for us, but um, <laughs> so was, people in Canada do do you like dig that movie. I mean, I think so. Maybe I'm just like a rogue Canadian, but I think like <laughs> I know like a lot of my hockey player friends like like it was an inspiring movie. Obviously, so you know, mm-hmm. um, no matter where you're from, kind of thing, but. Um, yeah, I think like the Mighty Ducks probably, um, I, about Goon, I, a few years ago for the second one, I auditioned to, to be one of like the goalies in the movie Ooh, and okay. I got, I got, 
I got picked to be the stunt double, but I wasn't in the acting union at the time. And a goalie with um, like union status, like knocked me off, like right when we were about to start filming. And I was like, man, I, I was, I was, I was close to being in Goon, and that was would have been like the greatest thing in my life. But uh, well, yeah, Goon I got two, to, I got it's to not practice. So, not so them. great. Goon one is fantastic. Goon two, I can barely watch. But Fair that's enough. still like you're, honest, you're, you're, hockey legacy right there. No, it is. It, it, that <laughs> definitely would be sick. I would have that plastered all over Bar Down Breakdown's bio. <laughs> <laughs> right. To be honest, I I like silently boycotted it and I didn't watch the second one. So, <laughs> but the, the first the first one's amazing. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but I saw I got to like um like play shinny with the with the actors and um, in the tryout thing before we did like this shootout with a bunch of, uh, I think like former AHL players and, and just kind of people that were kind of done playing hockey, but um, you know, still still good. And uh, Jay Baruchel was on the bench and I, I made a big uh, breakaway save and he was like jumping up and down on the bench. So that was like, that's, that's all sick. I needed. I don't need to be in the movie. That that was just, I made I made him, I made him cheer. So that was, that's all good. <laughs> that's all that matters. Yeah. It's so funny. Like the cool thing about Goon 2 is that there's tons of like violent gentleman merch. Yep. And yep. um I'm not sure yeah. <laughs> are, are you familiar with This Is Hell? Uh no. So that they're like a Long Island hardcore band and their singer Travis Travis Riley started this company Private Hell and it's kind of like uh I, I want to say it's like wrestling themed merchandise and that's in the Goon 2 movie like throughout. So you see tons of violent gentlemen and tons of Private Hell which is pretty sweet. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Nice yeah, little shout-outs there. Yeah, and his brother's in uh, I Am the Avalanche, and he does like a lot of stuff with uh, the movie life and just a bunch of those Long Island staples. It's just funny oh, how sick. you brought up This Is Hell because they were probably one of my like favorite hardcore bands like from like 2006 till current. Yeah, well, go so, back like, and listen to like episode 90 or something when we have Travis on. Yeah, we have Travis on. He's a huge Islander fan. But yeah, dude, I, I love just kind of picking brains about some of the, the pop culture stuff because there's not so much in the hockey world and it, it, it kind of got a, a cult following, especially with hockey fans. Like, you know, if you're not a hockey fan, you probably have seen the Mighty Ducks, but it's not like important to you. But if you mm-hmm. talk to a hockey fan and you bring up Mighty Ducks, like, you're instantly going to be like ripping one-liners and like it, it just meant so much to us. Yeah. I, I feel like nowadays it's kind of like, there's also like a weird thing where like it has to be done right too. Like you can't have like fake hockey happening, which is why I think like, that's why in Goon they were like, we need actual former players because yeah. you want it to look real. Cause pe- your audience is, is hockey players. Cause like you said, if you're not into hockey, there's no reason to watch those movies. It's kind of, you know, or those shows. And that's that's the one thing. You have to make it look real or else it's not it's not worth watching. <laughs> that's that's my only thing. Yeah. I think that was my favorite part about Shorzy was that um the the actors that were in Shorzy, they were actually played either in the show or in the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. Um I think one of the one of the gyms is actually a two-time stanley cup winner with the kings um and then one of the other gyms is john morasty who's like yep. called nasty morasty from the hl and would just fight <laughs> anyone like he's probably my height and <laughs> this is totally random but i i went to school uh about 30 minutes away from where the syracuse crunch play mm-hmm. and john morasty was on the syracuse crunch and there's this little rinky dink pub right next to the arena and my roommate from college was from Syracuse and was like a huge Syracuse crunch fan. So like he made us go to games all the time. And like I said, I'm a sucker for the AHL. So I was like, yeah, I'm going. <laughs> and one night we're all like hammered and John Morassi walks in and I was so drunk. And I was like, yeah, let's go outside. I'll pay you 20 bucks to beat the shit out of me. <laughs> and I'm so happy that he did not take me up on it because I'd probably still be feeling it to this day. <laughs> one buddy was like get the hell out of here like do not do that and then no joke about two or three years later he was playing in the khl 
and he was out at a bar and literally beat up the entire bar and it was like on youtube and it's just like him and trevor gillies just beating up an entire rushing bar he's the mike valeli of the ahl (laughs) yeah (laughs) he's great that's that's pretty crazy and i'm gonna immediately watch that video yeah uh, dude if i can find it Try to find it. it. It just like search like Trevor Gillies and John Morasti fight in Russia. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> and he's like smiling. Like... He's smiling the whole time like a lunatic. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah, he, he clearly loves it. <laughs> just <laughs> loves but, the rumble. But like, I wouldn't be even like scared about the fight. I'd be scared of the repercussions. Like, what happens if the, R- the Russian police came and raided that bar fight? And we never see him again. Like, he beat the shit out of them too. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. just gone. But yeah, even yeah, especially in a different country where you don't know what's going on. Yeah, the, nope. the yeah, it's it's never worth the repercussions of uh, clocking someone in a bar, you know. But uh, hey, it made a good video. I'm assuming so. That's good. <laughs> Touche. Well, Tay, dude, man, it was such a blast chatting and catching up and super excited for this tour you guys have and just hoping we get some more music from you guys soon. I know it's not even been a year yet, but we're already craving some new tunes or maybe some new music videos from the album or, you know, stuff like that. We're we're just super excited for you guys and hopefully you have safe travels and avoid any of that crappy you know, late fall, early winter weather and mm-hmm. rip that November 8th date in Orlando without a time and that Long Island date with off guard and all the other dates. So <laughs> Tay, my friend, truly appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for having me. And uh, yeah, I appreciate that uh, that a lot. We're uh, we're excited. We'll see you, Justin, in, uh, in Orlando. And the month. yeah, yeah, it's coming out quick. And uh, yeah, it'll be fun. Thanks, guys. No problem. Hell yeah, man. Peace.